0: Welcome to the Take Back Your Territory podcast. My name is Lindsay Wenland. These podcast episodes are not just about education, but also transformation. With a biblical perspective, you will learn how to reclaim your life over the power of food and step into a victorious way of living your life to glorify God. As a master coach in holistic health, I'm not just here to talk about the body or the spirit but coach you as the whole person that you are, spirit, soul, mind, and body. For more information about the Food Freedom book and coaching program, head over to TakeBackYourTerritory.com and follow on social media at Take Back Your Territory. Now, let's get started. Welcome to episode 81 of the Take Back Your Territory podcast. Today we are talking about the danger zone of emotional eating. So as I have been coaching and working with these amazing women, um, back in our group coaching session here for the fall of 2021, a lot of things have come to the surface that are in the little details with emotional eating, binge eating, overeating, and, um, so many different nuances and, emotions and mentalities and mindsets that go into this. But one of the things that I've noticed in my own walk in getting free from emotional eating um, and and binging is that there is a danger zone right before it happens. Now, a lot of times with binge eating and and things like that, we are triggered. We are triggered by an emotion, we're triggered by a circumstance, and we will um, fight, flight, or freeze, which oftentimes with food, it's or a substance, it's fight or flight, because we are dissociating, we're numbing, we're choosing not to feel these feelings. And a lot of times, there is a time and space, which I'm calling the danger zone today, that if we don't catch ourselves, we will go into a binge or we will go into kind of falling into temptation. And I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but I'm reminded of the scripture. I believe in James about how we are tempted um, by our eyes. We're tempted by this desire. And once we kind of take the bait of desire sin is conceived, and then it gives birth to death. And I know that that's very like fire and brimstone and very black and white and very all or nothing, but even just in that scripture, it shows that there is a process to us actually fully falling for temptation and what it does within us and then what it produces. I tell my kids all of the time that there are consequences for everything and those consequences are either good or bad. It also says in the Bible that uh, a tree with healthy seeds, with good seeds will not produce a bad fruit and also a tree with bad seeds that are planted will not produce a good fruit. So it's kind of this um, existential yet inner world that we're working on when we're getting free from food, when we're getting free from all of our little unhealthy coping mechanisms or our vices or the things that we go to of this world to numb out. Um, And a lot of times these things are rooted in control. And the connotation, the problem with them is that they make us feel and they make us look like we're so out of control. But it's actually a way that we've learned how to control our emotions. We've stuffed our emotions. We've stuffed what we're feeling. Um, And either we were taught to do that or it was put on us, just as sin always does. So please hear me. I'm not saying that because you have an emotional or binge eating or a thing like that, that you are in sin. That is not what I'm saying. Um, I am not one of those people that lives in shame or judgment. Um... But what I want you to see is the independence from God and that we are to eat or drink. We are to do everything to the glory of the Lord. And a lot of times our coping mechanisms will actually glorify our pain. that will glorify our emotions. And getting free from those things is a holistic, it's a, it's a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical transformation that we go through. So coming back to this danger zone, I know personally that my danger zone, <laughs> like the landing strip of it used to be very, very short. Something would happen and I would take off. Boom. I'm in, I'm in the cupboard. Boom. I'm in the car to the drive-thru. Boom. I'm in the bakery section at to the store. But my landing pad, my landing strip has gotten a lot longer. And the only reason that it's gotten a lot longer and my tolerance for things have gotten a lot longer is because I've learned how to take care of myself emotionally by recognizing what I'm feeling, by giving it a name. So if you're angry, say, with your mouth, identify, I'm angry. Identify your emotion. What I've also learned how to do is take a few steps back. So if I'm feeling angry, and I'm about ready to go out into the cupboard because I know I'm not supposed to feel angry, and I don't wanna feel angry because angry is uncomfortable, I will take a step back and I will ask myself, why am I angry? Well, somebody said something, okay? So then how did that upset you? Because anger is a secondary emotion, which there's a trigger inside of us that we will automatically go to anger. But anger is easy to feel. It's the pain or the insecurity or the intensity of a different emotion that we're actually feeling that will flip over into anger. Maybe you're feeling disappointment. Maybe you're feeling frustration. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling um, completely insecure, which is fear. And if we're not careful, we will flip over to anger. So by identifying yourself, by giving yourself permission and giving your feeling a name and then processing backwards, what am I actually feeling? And asking yourself, why am I feeling this? we can often get to the root of the emotion. And that will often lead us to a core fear. All of us have core fears. I have rejection and abandonment. Those are my core fears. So when i'm not in my right mind when i'm in a fractured mindset when i'm just in my emotions i will view the world around me from a rejected a rejected person's per, uh perception when i'm not in my right mindset i will view the world and myself and the world around me as a person that has been abandoned and is is ready and waiting to be abandoned again. Those are my core fears. So when we give ourselves the space to identify, to call out our emotions, and we really process through and get to the root of what we're feeling and why we're feeling it this way, and finding our core fear, that is one of the ways that we can combat emotional eating. Now that sounds like this... Big, long process that neither you nor I are going to have when you're standing in your pantry or when you're standing at the fridge or when you're standing at an open cupboard. That's, it's not going to happen. But doing it beforehand, doing it proactively, um, noticing yourself, being mindful and being aware of yourself and, and starting to practice, hey, I got triggered here. What am I feeling? Okay, why am I feeling it this way? And then often going after finding the truth. Because here's the thing. Sin, triggers, trauma, all of these things have set themselves up in our brains, especially in childhood. And along with that trauma, along with the trigger, comes a lie about you that was planted along with it. The trauma and the lie are hand in hand, and this lie grows up with your trauma, and it speaks. It speaks words over you. It speaks lies to you. So when you go into healing an emotion, when you go into healing um, an addiction or an, 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 un, an unhealthy coping mechanism, not only do you have to go after the trauma, the trigger, and, and what it did, but you also have to go after the lie that... It is knitted with. So by feeling your emotions, realizing that you have an emotion and not stuffing it, realizing your humanity, not trying to be some statue, not trying to be some person that is unaffected, because clearly you're affected. So much so that you are stuffing it down. Um giving yourself permission to fully process through this, identifying your core fears and then finding the truth, upridding that lie and bringing it to the surface, replacing that lie with truth and then holding on to that truth is what we do here. It is redefining wellness. It is taking back your territory. And you're taking back this territory in your emotions, in your mindset, also in your body and, of course, spiritually. So this work that we do is we do it proactively so that when we do wind up in the danger zone, when we do wind up in a place where I don't want to feel this anymore, these emotions are too much, I'm just going to go eat, I'm just going to go stuff, we will have the mindfulness and the awareness of going, uh, 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 you're in the danger zone. You're in the danger zone of taking the bait, taking this... You know, these pota- for me, it's potato chips and cookies. Taking this over maintaining self control, taking this um, food over helping yourself emotionally, taking this over falling into your healthy coping mechanisms, which is calling a friend, going for a walk, taking a bath, taking a nap. Can I just say, like, I've given myself more permission in the last six months to just take a nap? And it has changed my life. So, be a cat. Take a nap. Okay. So, when we're heading into this danger zone, something is like, take the bait, take the bait, take the bait. And if we're not aware, if we're not mindful, we will take the bait. We will fall. Um, sin is conceived and then gives gives birth to death. Which, death in this case... Um, you know, physically, we're, we're generally eating things that are bringing death and disease into our body. Emotionally, we're not feeling, we're stuffing those things down, we're depressing, which what is depressing emotions do, it lads, it it, it leads to depression and anxiety and not dealing with yourself as, as a human. Uh, mentally, what do we do? When we're eating, when we're going to things, We're self-harming. We're literally turning in on ourselves and harming ourselves when something around us hurts. So it's a double whammy. This is going on around me and it's hurting me. And then I turn on myself and I hurt myself more. So we fall into a trap of of mental self-harm. And what comes with that? Shame, condemnation, judgment. All those things. And then spiritually, I have wasted more time feeling so distant from God because I've fallen and binged, and it took me so long to bring myself out of the pit, and I felt so distant from God on the back end that it felt like I was groveling at his feet um, just browbeating myself and and self, just, I was making it all about myself, honestly, not making it about him, not making it about his goodness and his glory and his mercy and his kindness and compassion. I was making it all about myself. So if you just had a binge or an emotional eating or whatever, First of all, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Do your, do the thing that you do, right? Pray. And then next, go look at yourself. Without judgment, obviously, without condemnation, but play it back in your mind like watching a movie. Well, I ate this, and I ate this, and I ate this. And, and and this was my danger zone. Identify that danger zone of what happened. Because the first step to change is always going to be awareness. So being aware of your danger zone, going back to what happened in order for me to be triggered, in order for me to feel these feelings, in order for me to rebel against my boundaries, give up, whatever. Look at it from the perspective of I want to learn, I want to grow, and I want to get smart and get clever to not fall into this trap again. So using your past quote unquote failures as lessons will aid you in not making the same mistake again. And inviting the Holy Spirit in there with you. Like he is, and God is an ever-present help. He is always with you. He is always working out um, these things in you. So inviting him into those hard spaces, inviting him into the pit. He is not just a God on a mountaintop, but he is a God of the bathroom floor, and he is a God of the stairway, and he is the God that meets me in the kitchen pantry repeatedly. Lord, where is my danger zone? Help me see it. Help me see my trigger. Point out my core fear and, and help me heal these, these things that I've um, done to myself in self-harm. So let me pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you give us chances. You give us chance after chance after chance so that we can turn these things, so that we can roll these things over to you. We thank you, Lord, that in the moment that you give us a way out and your way out is to stop, drop, and roll. Because we're on fire, Lord, so what do we have to do? We have to stop, drop, and roll. We stop what we're doing. We drop to our knees and we roll these things over to you. And we thank you that we get to do that. Thank you, Lord, that you're an ever-present help. So, Father, meet us in the pantry. Lead us. Meet us in our core fears, meet us in our triggers, meet us in the lies that we tell ourselves that our brains have been telling us this whole time, Lord. Help us find deliverance, help us find healing, bring freedom to our minds and our emotions and our and our bodies, Lord. We thank you that um, that you give us everything we need. You give us everything we need and you help us activate those things within us. So show us our danger zones and help us not fall for it again. We Thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends. So moving forward, look for your danger zones. um, Figure those things out. I'm going to throw this up as a blog and post it so that you can um, maybe even make this a printable of the steps to find your danger zones and to work your way back out of it. And... You know, come at yourself completely non-judgmentally, without shame, without condemnation. Be a student. Learn the lessons um, so that you can keep moving forward. Have a great day.